0: And off we go with a Flood Watch. Flood Watch in our area through tomorrow. Looks like the rain could be around for most of this week. 88 today and tomorrow. Nothing like what they've got up in Dallas. Our brother and sister's uh, up there really getting it, man. 15 15 inches yesterday and a 60-year-old Uber driver by the name of Jolene Gerald died. Her car was swept away by the floodwaters yesterday in Mesquite, which is near Dallas. And uh, she was on the phone with her husband. That's uh, just a tragic, tragic story up there. Uh, We're not going to get anything like that in our area at all, although we could see some flooding in some of the areas that typically flood over the coming days because we expect rain to be around uh, you know, off and on all week. Not a consistent downpour all week long, but off and on and off and on throughout the week. The showers and thunderstorms are right now, as we speak, forming up over the Texas Hill Country, up close to uh, oh, the Kerrville area and all that, and uh, headed our direction. So sometime a little bit later on this morning, our rain chances right now are in the 30 to 40% chance, if you want to put a percentile on it. They're going to jump up to around 60 to 65% uh, between 9 and 11 this morning so uh, that's what we can expect and then they're going to go down a little bit and come back uh, this afternoon so up and down we go and just anticipate that there'll be rain in the forecast for most of the week it it dies down a little bit as we get close to to friday well uh president former president trump has done what the uh, uh really what the attorney general should have done at the very beginning uh the former president has filed a motion now requesting a special master to look at these documents that the FBI rated his home for. And this document, this, this motion, I have gone through... Uh, the reading of it, and I'm going to take you through a little bit of this this morning, so you understand exactly what President Trump is claiming happened at Mar-a-Lago two weeks ago, yesterday, and how we got to where we are today, and what was happening. Kind of this 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 motion it takes us a little bit behind the scenes. There's a little bit more revealed in this motion. Uh, one of the things that we learned yesterday as well is that the White House was involved in this. So. Uh, to say this was not political is absolutely wrong. To say this was not going after your potential 2024 opponent was absolutely wrong again because the White House had involvement in this, and we're going to talk about that. And then right on time, as the president, former president filed this motion, the Department of Justice calls up the uh, New York Times, gives a leak over there, saying that 300 classified documents were at Trump's home. Uh, thousands were, of course, in Hillary's possession. We, we knew that. Uh, for quite some time. But what's interesting about that is the reason they leaked that to the New York Times is that's what the media, the drive-by media, the regime media, right, the Democrat media, that's what they're going with. I just watched ABC a little while ago, and they ran with the New York Times story, 300 classified documents found at Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, but said nothing about how they got there or the process that we have been going through and that they have been going through for uh, uh, over a year, basically, uh, on this whole documentation. And the onus was, put, as you read this motion from Trump's people, you realize it was a complete setup from the very beginning. From the time he was leaving the White House, when those documents were put into boxes by the General Services Administration, not anybody in his administration, not any of Trump's people, certainly not Donald Trump, And he has been 100% cooperative with the government since they sought to recover those documents. And then they they, uh, uh, neglected to take those documents. And it's just obvious to me that, this was a complete setup from the very beginning because they had full and complete access. All they had to do was ask. He was giving up documents left and right as they asked for them, and then they put them under lock and key so they could come in with their uh, safe crackers and do the whole thing uh, in front of CNN cameras. Obviously, a, a political setup from the uh, from the very beginning. Uh, the problem is, uh, how many of these documents still exist? How many of them have been through incinerators up in D.C. at this point? How many of them that might implicate those at the Department of Justice in, in anything that, that, may, that you know, they may be doing and, and may have done during the four years of the Trump presidency as they tried to hang him all four years on something, uh, how many of those documents are, are now gone? And, and that's the real issue here. That's the real problem, is that uh, uh, you, you just can't trust what these people in D.C. in the swamp do. There's just no trust at all anymore. It's gone. And they did that. They did that by being involved in a political hit job on a sitting president of the United States of America, and they've done this against their opponents for years and years and years. You can't pussyfoot around with them anymore. You know, Tim Scott, great guy, love him, but he's pussyfooting around. The same thing with Mike Pence. Great guy, love him. would He'd be a wonderful neighbor, but he's pussyfooting around on this, and you can't do that anymore. Uh, these people on that side, the other side, uh, they're playing to win, man. They don't like you. <laughs> they don't like you at all. And, uh, and they don't like conservatives at all. So we're going to talk about that coming up. How does science retire? How does that happen? Science says he's going away. Oh, no. Oh, no. What are we going to do without science going forward? I guess we're going to become those Luddites once again that rely on our Bibles and cling to our guns and Bibles, according to Barack Obama. What do we do now? We're not going to have science around anymore. Well, all I can say about Dr. Fauci is he's a dangerous man. He's been a dangerous man all the years that he has been around. He's been around since the Reagan administration. He has way overstayed his welcome. His involvement in gain-of-function research throughout the years, coming from the Wuhan lab in China, clearly that's where COVID-19 came from as well, and, uh, and good riddance to, to Dr. Fauci. What's he doing? Well, he's a wimp, okay? He's a coward. And the Republicans are going to win in November, and when they do, they're going to take over in January. And when they do, they're going to launch investigations into the origins of COVID-19, which is going to lead us, in my view, to Dr. Fauci and the Wuhan lab. That's my view. And he, I think, he knows it. And I think he's trying to get out now. Huh, Dr. Rand Paul made it very clear yesterday. It doesn't matter unless, and, and and John Kennedy said this yesterday too, unless dr fauci seeks asylum in another country (laughs) he's going to be hauled before congress when the republicans take over and they are going to investigate the origins of covid 19 and his involvement in gain-of-function research which brought the world this pandemic apparently so we'll talk more about that a little bit later on record number of americans are suffering in the biden democrat america according to gallup the left-leaning gallup polling organization and surging rents are squeezing middle-class americans we're going to talk about that 50% of employers expect job cuts according to a survey now and uh pbs reporter claiming that 74% say us is on the wrong track and she has the reason why People think the U.S. is on the wrong track. we got a lot of ground to cover today. We're going to get to it all. We're going to work in your phone calls as we go through these headlines, anything you want to talk about, 210-599-5555. And, of course, the main thing is to watch out for the rain Uh, over the next, really, two or three days. um, It's going to be off and on with a flood watch through tomorrow. More details coming up next. Trey Ware, KTSA. yeah 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 so good it's 520-550 ktsa fm 1071 trayware page ktsa.com let's dive into these news headlines 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Flood Watch through tomorrow in our area. Record number of Americans are suffering during the Biden-Democrat America. According to the left-wing Gallup organization, they got a thing called the Life Evaluation Index. And in July, Americans said they're suffering in life. The highest number on record since Gallup established the index way back in 2008. So this includes the Great Recession. Remember 2008, 2009, 2010, all that time? Wow. The previous record for this suffering was set this April, April of 2022. Joe Biden's Democrat America. Now, that figure is higher than at any point during the COVID-19 pandemic, the lockdowns during the Great Recession, anything else that we've been through since they began this. At the same time, the number of Americans who describe themselves as thriving just dropped to an 18-month low. Life ratings among American adults have steadily worsened, Gallup is now saying. Now, listen, this is important because we're being told by the regime media, the Democrat media, that the Republicans are going to get killed in November, that no, it's not, no, the Democrats are going to win in November. Now, uh, when you think about what's going on at the kitchen table, when you think about what people deal with in their lives every day, now that's where the rubber meets the road that's the regime media trying to get you to give up that's the democrat media machine trying to get you to quit and not go to the polls in november you're not going to you're not going to fall for that it's a psyops operation that's going on right now to try to discourage republicans and patriots of all uh, various uh, kinds of coming up and getting to the polls and voting the democrats out uh, very soundly and sending them packing. It's, it, it really is it's a psyop operation. Americans' dismal outlook on their current and future lives is likely mostly affected by the dismal economic conditions, says Gallup. Inflation at record highs. Economy entered a recession in July. The Biden administration's attempt to spend the numbers not cutting through to Americans. These factors have also dragged the Gallup Economic Confidence Index to its lowest levels. Gallup's findings also come after several studies have shown how severely inflation has impacted Americans. According to Gallup and the Lending Club, 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, including more than a third of Americans making more than $200,000 a year living paycheck to paycheck. Another study from the University of Iowa showing that rural Americans are spending 91% of their after-tax income On their day-to-day expenses. And now you've got a problem with surging rents. And it's squeezing the middle class. Middle class American. This is a result of Biden-Democrat inflation hitting hard in the middle class. Rent prices in the U.S. are rising at the fastest pace in decades now. And it's slamming U.S. households across the country, according to data from the Bank of America Institute. Skyrocketing rents are squeezing Americans across the income uh, spectrum. But middle income and younger workers are feeling the biggest pinch. One of the reasons why you're hearing younger Democrats, 78% of younger Democrats saying they do not want Joe Biden to run again. Why? Joe Biden's bad for them. Same thing with the middle class. How many times times has this administration said, we're going to help the middle class? We're all about the middle class, right? They're killing the middle class. And how so? Well, the Biden Democrat inflation that we're dealing with right now, interest rate increases from the Fed trying to tamp down Biden's caused inflation. And it's going to get worse with this bill he signed last week. Well, what that is doing with the interest rate increases, it's forcing potential buyers, those in the middle class who would have bought homes, it's now forcing them to rent go find an apartment and rent because they can't afford the mortgage rates now with low inventory in the apartment uh, area and high demand, well, the prices are are skyrocketing. And that's why the middle class is being hit by high rent uh, charges and fees now. Their rents are going up, in some cases, doubling and even tripling. While now, since we're in the recession, and I know this is not good news that you're hearing right now, but the Biden-Democrat Uh, economy is not good 50% of employers 50% of firms are anticipating a reduction in overall headcount in the next few months 52% foresee instituting a hiring freeze 44% rescinding job offers according to PWC survey of 722 US executives These are executives' expectations for the next six months to a year that they're going to have to start laying off people due to the Biden inflation uh, uh, policies and what we're seeing as far as a recession is concerned. But everything is really good. You know, 74% say the U.S. is on the wrong track. Only 21% say that things are going well. That's what we heard from uh, the Democrat media from NBC, right? So you know it's higher than that. Because they're a Democrat media source. They're not going to tell you the truth about how high that number is. You know they're holding that 74% down. And it's probably more like 80% feel like the country's on the wrong track. But PBS reporter, and and I've said for years, they need to be defunded. They're nothing more than a left-wing hit machine. That's all they are. That's all they've ever been. And they should not get tax dollars. They can stand on their own or go away like the rest of us. We don't need to be funding media in this country. There's no reason to fund media. That's called state-run media. That's called national media. That's called propaganda is what it is. They have a reporter by the name of Yamachi Alcender. She was on MSNBC last night. She's got it all figured out. She says the reason that that poll came out saying 74% say the U.S. is on the wrong track, it's because... Well, Donald Trump is going to run for the presidency in 2024. <laughs> that's what she said. She said people, people know that Donald Trump is going to run again in 2024, and that's why they think the country's on the wrong track, that he's going to be the president again, and they're fearful for that. Oh, and the other thing she said was the pandemic is still around, and it's still really strong, and, and is controlling people's lives, and the pandemic is never going to go away. What world? Are these people living in? Explain that to me. What world are these left wingers on PBS and MSNBC living in? Because they're not living in the real world, that's for sure. Well, we've got a flood watch through tomorrow in our area. The rain could be around all week. By the way, again, they got 15 inches up in uh, Dallas yesterday, so I don't know if you're going to be making a flight that has a connection through Dallas. And if that's going to be an issue, make sure you check the app to make sure everything's good. Here locally, the rain could be around all week for us, uh, probably you know, tapering off a little bit on Friday. It's not going to be consistent like here the whole time. It's going to come and go, and there'll be some thunder, and there'll be some, some flooding downpours, kind of like what happened yesterday for the remainder of, of most of the week. So off and on, though, okay? 88 today and tomorrow as well. It's 79 right now at KTSA. <music> Rice right, five thirty-six. Trey Trayware, KTSA. Um, huge drug bust yesterday along the, uh, along the border. They found a truck that was loaded down with the stuff. Fentanyl, that is. They had a lot of fentanyl. They had some cocaine on there as well. As they continue to flood the uh, market here in the United States, we're talking about millions of fentanyl pills that are coming into this country. Why? Because the Biden administration refuses to do their job. And as long as it was only affecting those of us along the border, it was no big deal. But now that it's affecting people in the Northeast, it's becoming a little bit of a bigger deal. It's a stroke of genius what Greg Abbott did to call attention to this, because obviously as long as they could contain it to Texas and Arizona, hey, don't worry about it. Nothing's going on down there, man. You guys are part of Mexico anyway, so you might as well just enjoy this. And for years, we were talking about, ever since Joe Biden got into office, here's what's going on, and it's getting worse, and it's getting worse, and there's more and more coming until we basically don't have a border anymore. And if you don't have a border, as Trump said, if you don't have a border, then you don't have a country, and that's basically what Joe Biden has done. He's importing people here in order to bring about a third world nation in the United States. That's the Democrat plan, a ruling class, and then the rest of us down here. And we're dependent on them. That's the plan, and they're executing that plan right now. And as long as the liberals on the East Coast were not affected by it, they didn't care, but now they're being affected by it, and now they care. Washington, D.C. Mayor Marion Bowser first asked the National Guard, National Guard, to come help with the people that are there in D.C., that were sent there, and there's about 7,000 of them from Greg Abbott and us here in Texas. little gift for you up there, guys, in in D.C. How do we handle all these people up here? It's horrible. We're getting all these uh, terrible immigrants up here. (laughs) Come help me. And the first time she asked was back on August 4th. The Pentagon said, no, we're not trained for that. We don't have personnel for that. We're not going to do that. It's not a crisis. She sent another letter to them on August 11th. I need you to help prevent a prolonged humanitarian crisis in our nation's capital from the daily arrival of these migrants that are coming. Okay, here's my question to you people in the Democrat regime media. When are you going to call her a xenophobe? When are you going to call Eric Adams a racist racist? Because clearly, both of them, when they've been talking about, how, we don't want these people here, don't send them here, it's un-American to send them here, quit sending them. When they've been doing that, if remember when Donald Trump wanted to build the wall, he was a xenophobe. He's such a racist, he doesn't want those people coming here. This is so rich, folks. It really is rich. What it does is it points out in very clear terms their xenophobia, their racism, and their hypocrisy. All across the spectrum, when you're talking about liberal Democrats, it points out every last bit of that right there. Because as long as it's the Republicans, as long as it's conservatives bringing this up and talking about this issue, there's xenophobes, they're such racists, they don't want to open up their arms and welcome these people to America. But now that it involves them, now that it's their cities, now that it's their schools, now that it's their hospitals, now that it's their welfare systems, now that it's them being affected by the crime and everything else that comes with the flood of humanity coming in here, now that it's them being affected, oh, my God, we need the National Guard to swoop in. Now, these were the very same people, Marion Bowser and and the others, very same people, that were critical of Donald Trump when he started to talk about the National Guard going after BLM when they were burning America down. You remember? You can't call out the National Guard. These are Americans expressing themselves in peaceful protests as the cities burned across America. And so the media now refuses to call either of these folks xenophobes or racists when clearly that's exactly what they are. Way to go, Greg Abbott way to go you pointed it out you you have exposed them for what they truly are they don't want illegal immigrants in their cities as long as it's here in san antonio at the immigrant center that you're spending millions of dollars on in downtown san antonio as long as it's here hey that's cool as long as it's in florida that desantis has to deal with it hey that's cool as long as the drugs don't kill their kids, and by the way, none of them will get to Joe Biden. You know why? Because you and I are paying for a $500,000 wall, illegal immigrant wall, to be built around Joe Biden's house. Huh, how nice that is, huh? When when you can uh, protect yourself and your family, and you can exclude the others, because that's exactly how they do the others, That's that's exactly how they view them. They're the others. I don't want anything to do with them. Except import them here, give them jobs, American jobs, give them American wages, give them welfare, give them health care, and demand their vote and turn America into a third world nation. Texas launched Operation Lone Star in March of 2021. Since then... Texas has apprehended 300,000 migrants, seized 326 million lethal doses of fentanyl. And people want to bring Bobby Beto into all this. (laughs) Are you kidding? He's the one that said we shouldn't have a border. There should be no border. It should be completely open, and people should just walk back and forth as they want to, come here if they want to, and do whatever. There shouldn't be a border down there. Borders are racist, says Beto Bobby. A jury returned a $1.7 billion verdict against the Ford Motor Company after a wreck killed a Georgia couple in 2014. According to the Associate Press uh, today, uh, dangerously defective roofs on Ford pickup trucks. The elderly couple, uh, Vonsell Hill and husband Melvin Hill, they died when a tire blew out. On their Super Duty uh, F-250, and it rolled over, <clears throat> the couple were farmers. They were going to pick up a, a part uh, for their tractor. $1.7 billion. I think that's the largest it's ever been uh, awarded. Of course, Ford, Ford Motor Company says they're going to uh, appeal that. At the same time, Ford announced yesterday, they were in the news yesterday, not only with that decision, but also uh, that they're going to lay off, they're going to fire 3,000, 3,000 workers. Why? They don't need them if they're going to order the parts for electric vehicles from China, assemble them in Mexico, put them on a train, and bring them up here to sell them. And that's exactly the business model for Ford. Chief Executive Jim Farley saying, the current workforce doesn't have the expertise needed to work on and build and manufacture electric vehicles. And so, Ford recently increased the starting prices of their electric F 150 Lightning truck by over $8,000. You're you're talking almost six figures to get into one of these things now. Not six figures, close to it. You can get, oh, no, no, no. You can get one with four rubber tires made in a plant fired by coal you can get one for about 50 some odd 60 some odd thousand there's not much on it though it won't do all the stuff on the commercial (laughs) if you want the one on the commercial you're talking six figures that's the electric lightning and all that stuff that ford is building well they're all they're all the same in the same boat they're all in the same boat but what the ceo is saying is uh These are software-laden vehicles. You remember when I was telling you yesterday that they're going to start charging you for every little bit? Yeah, it's a computer. You're going to be driving a computer, and they control it all, and they're going to charge you to even turn the thing on. How many times a month do you want to drive? And you can buy a plan to pay them for how many times you're going to drive per month. Same is true as how many times a month you want to listen to the radio. How many times a month do you want to use the air conditioning? And you're going to have to pay a fee, a monthly fee, to Ford to be able to do all that. But you have to find it extremely rich that the President of the United States is forcing everybody into electric vehicles. They're forcing you into, ele- or they're attempting to force you into electric vehicles with parts that are manufactured in China, assembled in Mexico to be sold to Americans. And they're firing 3,000 American employees in Dearborn, Michigan. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hotline. (laughs) That guy, I I love Eric. He doesn't get excited about anything. I mean, I guess he's inside excited, but on the outside he never shows it, right? So he could be like, the building is on fire, and the... uh, Al-Qaeda's flying over dropping a nuke right yeah. on top of San Antonio.
1: He's just that cool. He's just
0: <laughs> That's the thing. He's just that cool. He's the right guy for that job. Yeah.
1: In the dictionary next to the sort of laid back <laughs> picture of Eric. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, seriously. Yeah. and I mean, that's him whether you're talking to him on the air or off the air yeah. or, or whatever. I've known him for out over a decade. Always smiling. Always smiling. Always yeah. got a great attitude about yeah. things. Dealing with one of the biggest issues, uh, one of the biggest problems we have, and that is hunger. Yeah, And the numbers went down during the pandemic and after the pandemic. Now they're back up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you've got uh, – they're serving, a, you know, I think uh, the number's about 80,000 a week. Yeah. And that's just – think about that. I, I was watching this thing on TV yesterday about these football players um, that are collecting peanut butter. And uh, you know, tens of thousands of jars of peanut butter to take to the San Antonio Food Bank, and you right. think about that. Yeah, peanut butter can be used in anything. That's true. You know, and it's it, it, it'll last. So yeah,
1: it doesn't sound like much, but it goes. You know, one jar goes a long I'll way. Tell you what, I
0: eat peanut butter every day, every day of my life, even if it's just a spoonful. Right. I eat it every day. Oh, uh, right.
1: dude, you don't like take a spoonful? I, I eat It and then put the spoon back in the jar. Do you? I do.
0: Well, you, you're nasty. <laughs> I sure do. Man, you need to stand in the corner I'll, or something. I will even bite off a chip and put it back in the hot sauce. Oh, man. Uh, you know why? Because it's only mine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, no one else can going touch it. Nobody else yeah. is eating my stuff. I guess that's okay. Nancy doesn't eat peanut butter, right. and so the the jars of peanut butter that are at the house are mine. So, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll sit there with a spoon, and I'll, yeah, I'll eat a spoonful out of there. You know, I didn't do that even when I was single. <laughs> you didn't? No. Oh, come on. Never once. What did you do? You're perfect. You have been perfect all of your life. Pretty much, yeah. It's <laughs> not easy to... <laughs>
1: Continue with this level of excellence. Well, it's not easy being to, you. Uh, you know, it's been fun. I like well, bet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've seen the video.
1: Oh, come on. So
0: uh, anyway, <laughs> and your name on the website. Yeah. So, can you hear me? Okay.
1: I sure can. Okay, yeah. good.
0: Because you had a one heck of a party uh, Sunday night.
1: Oh man, it was crazy. Was it really? Yeah, me and about forty thousand of my closest friends. Was
0: it ever. everything they said it was? Oh
1: uh, yeah. Okay. Definitely,
0: definitely. Okay. Was. Because I mean, I'm I'm just imagining. A bunch of old geezers up there.
1: That's pretty much how it was. Trying to
0: know. act like they're 20 again. Yeah. But I'm thinking about Tommy Lee, right? And yeah. I saw video. I've been watching videos of him uh, going around the stage. I mean, yeah. the guy's 900 years old. Yeah. And so you would think, that, you know, uh, that's not age appropriate behavior for somebody your age, dude. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, 60 is the new 20, apparently.
0: Well, so. th- and that's a good thing. Yeah. Nothing I'm very happy with to that. Report on that. Nothing wrong with that. At Joan all. Jett was good? She was excellent. Yeah. Love her. Always have. You were saying the building was a little bit big for her, and I agree. Yeah. She's more like a club right. act. Yeah. Right?
1: And, it, you know, it was still early. There were still, you know, a lot of people filing in. Yeah. Um, but I think she was, you know, a good opener for yeah. that. Uh, and then Poison came on. Yeah. You
0: know, so it would, yeah,
1: you know. Yeah. I mean, he had, they had a lot of energy. Yeah. You know, he got the people going. That was great. And then uh, Def Leppard did their thing. Did they
0: energy. do any other songs other than Every Rose Has a, has a Thorn? Uh, <laughs> yeah. they Is there anything? They had a handful of them. You <laughs> okay. Know, and,
1: Okay, you know, Def Leppard. I've been a fan for yeah. forty years. Well, There you go, Photograph. Of yeah. that'll light your world. And then uh, Motley Crue finished off the night. So,
0: well, and and to me, when Motley Crue burst on the scene in the eighties, they they were kind of like a Kiss knockoff, wanted to be a Kiss knockoff kind of yeah. thing. They wore right. the makeup and shout at the devil, and yeah. you know, we're we're a satanic band, and they anything but, yep. you know,
1: just a bunch of drunks,
0: pretty <laughs> much, <laughs> <laughs> and one heroin addict, yeah, that too. <laughs> so you know. Uh, but they did all right. Yeah, good.
1: I, I you know every each performer each each act did, did very well. Good. You know went out there and did did their thing and people had a good time and that's all that matters.
0: Well, so. um, you'll you'll be happy to know there's a Ferris Bueller Day Off spinoff that's in the works right now. They're getting ready to film it. Yeah, Ferris Bueller retires. Yeah, pretty much. He's in the old folks' home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bueller, they have to yeah. scream now. Bueller, <laughs> he can't hear otherwise. Right. Bueller. Uh, actually, it's it's titled Sam and Victor's Day Off, and it's about the uh, valets uh, from, from the movie. And, oh, the uh, two
1: guys that jo- took a yeah. joyride in the Ferrari.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what the movie's going to be about. All right. Uh, Gary Busey said it didn't happen. He says he did not touch any girls at this deal. He was at this... Uh, Kind of like a Comic-Con thing, you know? Right. And uh, uh, one woman claimed he had attempted to unhook her bra during a meet-and-greet session. Another woman claimed he had grabbed her butt. And Mm -hmm. he said, no, none of that happened. He said, I was there with my partner, a camera lady, and me and two girls. took less than 10 seconds, and then they left. They made up this whole story that I assaulted them. Uh, I did not. But he was charged on Friday, two counts of fourth-degree criminal sexual conduct, one count of attempted criminal sexual contact, and one count of harassment. Cherry Hill police later confirmed that the alleged crimes involved touching. And subsequent reports revealed more details. In addition to those charges, for which Busey is expected to face arraignment uh, next Wednesday, he was in Malibu, California, as well, sitting on a park bench with his pants down. He reportedly <laughs> he reportedly uh, had his hands there. Oh my God! Made sure nobody was watching, mm-hmm. and then he stood stood up, pulled up his pants, and lit a cigar.
1: Well, there. You know, he's never really been, you know, an example of...
0: prime behavior he's so. never been the same since that motorcycle accident no. where he bumped his head That's it, true he's been a little true. bit off kilter that'll happen and so anyway yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens with him all right so when we come back i'm going to dive off into this uh this trump motion because it lays out in more detail than you've heard before about what was going on behind the scenes before the mar-a-lago raid happened that's coming up trey ware ktsa there's seven, one. <laughs> Good morning to my pride and joy. It's uh, 607-TrayWear, 550-KTSA-FM, 1071-TrayWear-Page, KTSA.com. At the risk of getting off in the weeds just a little bit, and I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try to keep this as interesting as possible, but I think it's important that I go through some of this motion that Donald Trump filed last night against the Department of Justice so that you understand exactly what what was going on behind the scenes. Because you haven't heard a lot of this in the media. And you won't hear a lot of this in the media. What you're hearing in the media is the leaks from the Department of Justice. Like the new thing from the New York Times that they posted last night. Donald Trump had 300 classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. And that's the thing ABC's running with this morning. 300 classified documents. Um, Hillary had thousands. Thousands. And by the way, it's a well-known fact they overclassify documents. I mean, you know, here's a receipt from McDonald's for lunch. It's classified. So, this is the kind of thing that they're doing, the kind of game that they're playing, and it truly is. Once you uh, put the look at the take the thirty thousand foot view of this and look at the whole thing, you see very clearly. At least I have that this was a political hit. On, on Donald Trump. This was them trying to get, but right before the midterms, this was the the swamp right before the midterms, trying to bring him in, trying to make him relevant, trying to run against Donald Trump. They don't have anything, folks. Democrats don't have anything that they can run on. They got to run against Donald Trump again, and that's all they're trying to do with this, and it becomes abundantly clear when you study and you understand exactly what what has been going on here. And when you understand that the Biden White House actually was involved with the Department of Justice, having conversations, new documents showing that the Biden White House involvement in the Trump criminal probe at Mar-a-Lago, that the Biden White House has been involved in this and the president has been briefed and they decided early on that they would not honor Trump's executive privilege over documents. And that's what opened them up to be able to get the subpoena, which got the warrant which then got the the raid done when Donald Trump all along was being very cooperative and offering them any information. Now, I'll tell you up front, the boxes were packed by the General Services Administration and employees in Washington, D.C., the deep state employees that live, eat, breathe... All the time in Washington, D.C. Donald Trump's employees, Donald Trump's White House folks, Donald Trump himself did not pack up those boxes and take them to Mar-a-Lago. They were packed up by the General Services Administration. So it's very easy to put somebody in there that could take some documents that the president should or should not have had, put in those boxes, load them in a U-Haul, and send them down to Florida. It's very easy to have that done. So keep that in mind as we go through some of this motion. He filed this request for appointment of a special master, which is something that the uh, attorney general should have done at the very beginning of this. We need a special master involved in this. And Donald Trump has filed that. He wants it uh, audited by somebody that's a disinterested third party. Uh, Somebody to come in and take a look at it. To date, says the motion, the government has failed to legitimize its historic decision to raid the home of a president who had been fully cooperative. That's in the motion. Trump said yesterday, "The motion is strong. He is uh, strongly asserting his rights, including the Fourth Amendment of our Constitution, regarding the unnecessary, unwarranted, and un-American break-in by dozens of FBI agents and others of my home, Mar-a-Lago. They demanded the security cameras be turned off—a request we rightfully denied. They prevented my attorneys from observing what was being what was being taken, saying absolutely not. They could not come in and observe." They took documents covered by attorney, client, and executive privilege. What, that's not allowed? They took my passports. They even brought a safe cracker and successfully broke into my personal safe, which revealed nothing. There was nothing in there. Trump then said, now demanding that the Department of Justice be instructed to immediately stop the review of documents illegally seized from my home. All the documents have been previously declassified. We are demanding the appointment of a special master to oversee the handling of the materials taken in the raid. We are further demanding that the DOJ be forced to turn over a real without uh, plants inventory of my property that was taken and disclosed where that property is now located. He then went on to say his legal team are demanding that all items wrongfully taken from my home be immediately returned. The wrongful overbroad warrant was signed by a magistrate judge who recused himself just two months ago from a major civil suit that I filed because of his bias and animus toward me. This Mar-a-Lago break-in search and seizure was illegal, unconstitutional, and we are taking all actions necessary to get the documents back, which uh, which we would have given to them without necessity of despicable raid of my home so that I can give them the National Archives until they are acquired by the future Donald Trump Presidential Library and Museum. So here we go in the the, uh, motion itself. The motion says, significantly, the, the government has refused to provide President Trump with any reason for the unprecedented general search of his home. They have sought the reasons. They have asked for them. The public has been asking for them. And the Department of Justice says, no, we're not going to tell you why we came to his home. That was his home and went in there. We're not going to tell you why. Well, that in and of itself is a violation of the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. They have to inform you specifically exactly what it is and why they're doing it. And they refuse to do so. Uh, in the motion itself, they said that in January 2022, Trump voluntarily, January of this year, he voluntarily called the National Archives and Records Administration to come to Mar a Lago to receive 15 boxes of documents that have been brought by movers to Mar a Lago. Again, remember, those were government employees that packed those boxes. So they could be transferred to NARA headquarters in Washington, D.C. So. He called up there in January of this year and said, hey, we have 15 boxes you need to come get. They belong up there. The motion also says sometimes thereafter, the employees from the National Archives involved the White House. They called the White House and the Department of Justice in the matter of voluntarily returned 15 boxes. And then on June 2nd, according to this motion, Donald Trump invited, invited, again, the FBI to Mar-a-Lago to retrieve responsive documents. On June 3rd, the next day, Jay Bratt, remember, Jay Bratt was also, in I told you last week, he was also involved in the Russian hoax. Jay Bratt, the chief of counterintelligence and export control section in the the, uh, Justice Department's National Security Division, came to Mar-a-Lago the very next day, accompanied by three FBI agents. This is all in the motion. Then, the former president greeted Bratt and the agents in the dining room at Mar-a-Lago. So he went and saw them himself on June 3rd. Before leaving the group, President Trump's last words to Mr. Bratt, and the FBI agents were as followed. Whatever you need, just let us know. That's all in the motion. This is laid out very clearly. He met with them on June 3rd. Whatever you need, just let us know. Now, this is where it gets extremely interesting. Again, back to the motion. Responsive documents were provided to the FBI agents. Mr. Bratt asked to inspect a storage room. Counsel for President Trump advised the group that President Trump had authorized him to take the, the group to that room. The group proceeded to the storage room, escorted by two Secret Service agents. The storage room contained boxes, many containing the clothing and personal items of President Trump and the First Lady. When their inspection was completed the group left that area and once back in the dining room one of the FBI agents said thank you you did not need to show us the storage room but we appreciate it now it all makes sense according to the motion the motion then states that counsel for for Trump closed the interaction and advised the government officials they should contact him with any further needs on the matter so Trump's attorney is saying hey thanks for coming you know, anything else you need, you holler at me, and we'll make it happen. Trump's lawyer said on June 8th, Brat again, from the DOJ, involved in Crossfire Hurricane, same guy, Bratt requested the storage room be secured. In response, Trump directed his staff to place a second lock on the door to the storage room, and one was added, doing exactly what he was asked to do. Now, he's invited these people to come down to Mar-a-Lago several times to come get documents, to look in this room, telling them anything you need. Whatever you need, you take. Whatever you need. His attorney, at the end of showing them the the conference or the, the storage room, his attorney saying, hey, here's my card. You call me. Whatever you need, we'll get it to you. On June 22nd, according to the motion, The government sent a subpoena to the custodian of records for the Trump Organization, seeking footage from surveillance cameras at Mar-a-Lago. And at President Trump's direction, service of that subpoena was voluntarily accepted, and responsive video footage was provided to the government. So they followed up and said, hey, can you send us the video footage of that room? Absolutely, says Trump. Here it comes. You got it. And they sent it to him. Does this sound like a group that's being obstinate, that's standing in the way of the government? Does this sound like a group that's blocking them? Of course not. They are cooperating at every turn, offering them any box in here you want, any document you want. Oh, you want video footage? You bet. You want me put a lock on the door? Absolutely. Whatever you need, you call me, we'll get it. Despite the voluntary assistance provided by President Trump, the government took the unprecedented step of requesting a search warrant for, for his home. The public statement is deeply troubling given that President Donald J. Trump is the clear front runner for the twenty twenty four Republican presidential primary and in twenty twenty four general election should be decided should he decide to run. <clears throat> so the motion lays out very clearly that Donald Trump and his entire organization was bending over backwards to provide the federal government anything that they needed, any of these documents, any of them. He was calling them. He was the active one, calling them and saying, you need to come down here, we found some boxes you probably want to get, or whatever. He was the one who met with them in the, in the dining room and said, anything you need, you got it. He was the one that instructed his attorney to hand him his card and say, hey, anything you need, you holler at me, I'll get you in here, we'll get it done. He was the one that instructed them to put a lock on there when Jay Brad asked him to. He was the one who said, send the videotape to D.C., Did he deserve to be treated the way he was treated with a subpoena and with them coming to his home at 6 a.m. and going in the way they did? Absolutely not. Was this a political setup? Absolutely it was a political setup. And we come to find out today in documents and emails that were going back and forth between the White House and the Department of Justice. The White House was involved. The White House did know what was going on. The White House did cancel his executive privilege, which is a precedent, folks, you do not want to set. Presidents from here on out will not speak openly with anyone if the succeeding president can unveil everything that they talked about. This is absolutely a political hit, once again, on a man that they chased uh, doggedly for just tongue-wagging. For four years they went after him, and it continues today. This is the swamp, the swamp in action. He's saying, whatever you need, come down here, you can have it. And then they decide, we're going to put a lock on the place, and we're going to come down there and make a big deal in front of CNN cameras. 210 599 Quick break. You got anything you want to say about that? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Lifestyle's unlimited. That's the real estate mentoring group that will teach you the right ways of investing in single family and multifamily properties. With everything that's going in, with everything that's going on, and everything that we're hearing concerning the. Uh, uh, concerning the economy it's great to have something else for passive streams of income coming in there are going to be wonderful opportunities in the weeks and months ahead in real estate here's what i'd like for you to do go to financialfreedomlivestream.com use the promo code where w-a-r-e you're going to get the financial freedom membership for about half off i mean it's an incredible savings that you're going to get here and that's where you're going to learn how to invest in real estate day and night getting those passive streams of income headed your way that when you build this business you can pass it on to your family and you know whatever else for for years to come i've got friends that retired in less than five years following the program at financialfreedomlivestream.com your promo code is where w-a-r-e here's that accuweather flash flood watch through tomorrow and the rain's going to be with us off and on here and there hit and miss through friday or so uh, it looks like a pretty wet week this week, 88 today and tomorrow. We're at 75 right now at KTSA. 625, coming up at uh, 6.50 this morning, West Bunch from Bridgehead IT will join me. And if you spend a lot of money on ink, printer ink, you're going to want to hear what Wes has to say this morning at 6.50. Meanwhile, anyway, we got some time we can spend on the phone at uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, Jimmy pointed out earlier this morning, it's, it's absolutely true, that uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom has vetoed a bill that would allow uh, legal drug injection sites. Uh, they tried this up in, uh, in San Francisco, and it's basically turned into a hellhole. Uh, San Francisco is one of those places, and I've been talking about how the leadership here in our city wants to turn San Antonio into San Frantonio, right? They have some sort of obsession with becoming just like San Francisco. But if you've ever been to San Francisco back in its beauty day and now, it's a, there's a huge difference. Uh, you've got lost humanity all over the streets. You know, you've got uh, hunger in the population. You've got homelessness. Uh, you, it's just, it it has really turned into a hellhole in much of San Francisco. And a lot of it has to do with these open air markets where people are just openly now using drugs, injection sites, what they did, they said, Hey, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Here's some places you can do it. And it's turned into just what, what you would expect it would turn into. And so, uh, they were going to try this on a statewide basis. And, and Gavin Newsom was actually for it. He was actually behind it. Because it's one of those things that liberals like to talk about. Oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're you know, just, they just they just need help. And so we, we're going to provide the needles. We'll even provide the drugs at some point. You know, we'll make sure they get what they got to have because, you know, they're just downtrodden and we don't need to hold them down anymore. We don't need to give them the opportunity to do their drugs. And they can go right over here and they can do it. And when they saw the hell that it uh, creates, and, and, and now that it's all over video, Gavin Newsom, he, he does a, a, a complete 180 on this and vetoes it. Why? Because he's going to run for president, and, and he might run as an incumbent. You know, I, I know it's, it's hard to replace a, a sitting president, but this sitting president obviously is not the president. He's somewhere we don't even know right now. They're keeping him out of sight. Kamala is down in Hawaii on vacation, right? And so Ron Klain and Susan Rice and all of them are running the country. And they have been running the country through Joe Biden, but they disappeared Joe Biden, didn't they? And they disappeared Kamala, right? So it's not too far; it's not a big stretch to think that yeah, you know, Gavin Newsom could replace Joe in a couple of steps before 2024. Certainly not before the midterms, but before 2024. So Gavin Newsom is setting himself up to be a national figure. He's always wanted to be president. Ever since he was married to Kimberly Guilfoyle, he used to talk about wanting to be president. That was a long time ago. And what he could not have is a commercial of the hell known as, as San Francisco and people injecting themselves openly. And, if, by the way, if you want to see it, you know, it's kind of a waste of your time, I think. But if you want to see it, if you just got to see what this looks like, go to DailyMail.com. It's their top story. And there they are, people all over in San Francisco injecting themselves with heroin and God knows what else and uh, the place is all trash, and there's – I I won't even talk about it during the breakfast time. There's just just a bunch of junk all over the streets in San Francisco. And what he didn't have to have is a commercial, because you know the commercial's already done, that would show all of that, and Gavin Newsom approving of all that, bringing California to the rest of the country. Remember, the radicals that ran San Francisco for a lot of years and destroyed a once-beautiful city – now running the United States and working on bringing all of that to the United States. And the American people don't want that. And he certainly can't have that kind of commercial out there. So that's why he vetoed it. Pure politics. As soon as the limelight is off of him, he'll go right back to supporting this kind of thing. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat and AC. And that's your crew ready to roll to your home or your place of business because they do both commercial and residential work at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat and AC. Now, they always have trucks that are fully stocked, so none of this nonsense of having to run over to Lowe's or Home Depot, i got to go get a part. Nah. They've got it on the truck and they're ready to take care of whatever your problem is and get out of your hair so you can get on with your day. What whatever whatever the problem is, it could be an AC issue right now, could be the compressor outside, might be a a leak you've got, might be a drainage issue with the AC, whatever, they're going to send out a fully certified and highly qualified AC tech to get your home cool again. Same thing is true when it comes to a plumbing problem. Now, that's something you never plan for, right? That's always catches you by surprise, and sometimes it can be a major problem. And your friends over at Quarter Moon just want you to know they'll get to you in a hurry, and they'll get the water stopped, and they'll fix that plumbing issue many times with a master plumber. So no commission sales reps. They're not going to send a commission person out to your home looking for work. They're going to send somebody out there to fix your problem. That's what Quarter Moon is all about. Here's their number, Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, 210-651-5899. Mm-hmm. Is it Friday? No. It's not no Friday.
1: Close. No. You can't even smell it from here. You're a buzzkill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hear are uh, a little I have to ask you. <laughs> do you hear that often? <laughs> well, you know, kids. Yeah. I know. Adult children. Yep. Um, I have to ask you a question. Was everybody at Twin Peaks in Live Oak last night or just everybody that's on my news feed?
1: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. It opened yeah. yesterday.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I saw when I woke up at midnight because yeah. I don't have – you know, I have no social life, right? Right. None whatsoever. No evening stuff. Right. And so I – you know, I wouldn't – I didn't go. Uh But I woke up this morning and my news feed is full I guess that's where everybody went. They, they opened at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Right. And apparently there was a line out front. Yeah. And uh, and everybody that I know was there. Everybody was excited to check it out. And here's what... I you, didn't
1: know that many people in the area were you know, interested in mountain climbing.
0: Well, I didn't so, either. Because you know, that's what they do there. They have right, mountain they, climbing and they sell mountain climbing sure, gear, right? You need a belay hook? Yeah. They've they, got you covered. The boots, of course. The yeah. hiking boots. Yeah. So, Some anyway... <laughs> <laughs> he said rope. <laughs> so my, uh, my friends, I here's the the interesting about the interesting thing about social media. Mm-hmm. People that I didn't know knew each other. Mm-hmm. Know each other. Well there. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's a small world. Does that make a sense? It does. All? Right. So I I saw people in pictures last night together that I'm friends with them separately, but they're friends together I, I don't know i don't know how to explain it but i mean I, I had no idea that she knew him and he knew her and they knew right. each other and all. i had no idea and they did because they were at twin peaks last night or they met there last night and got into it i don't have i have no idea got into what
1: i don't well I <laughs> got into quit got into the got it, into it, eating you know order a round of you know yeah. potato skins for the house I, and guess made so. one yeah. I guess
0: that's exactly chicken wings yeah chicken wings anyway. i
1: brought my my youngest son to a missions baseball game he may have been 13 14 years old mm-hmm. and uh i guess it was twin peaks day out there at oh. wolf stadium oh and and standing right behind us uh, uh probably four or five of the girls from twin peaks right and so my son kept looking behind us and uh, you know i was i was watching the game i'm sure. not paying attention and he kept looking behind us and i'm like hey man what, are, are, you, what are you doing what are you doing are you why aren't right? you watching the game yeah. and he's like oh, oh you know so yeah well finally i turn around and look there you go
0: yeah well another old pervert that that happened to me uh we were on a cruise and we stopped at a beach somewhere and justin and i and he was like an older teen probably i don't know 17 18 somewhere along there but he was about that age and we said we're gonna go walk down the beach he and i are and we're gonna get jet skis bring them back up we'll get mom and rebecca and we'll go jet ski riding well, I had to. he was walking behind me. He kept falling further and further behind. He's got his sunglasses on. Yeah. And I had to keep turning around and prodding him. Hey, boy, keep up, will you? Because he keeps going slower. He sure, keeps right? slowing down to take a look. Yeah, you know? Take a peek. That's right. It happens, though. Sure enough. Well, I would be concerned if he didn't.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, chip off the old block. Exactly right. Except you've learned the art of discretion. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> mirrored sunglasses
1: it works like a charm
0: all right so i gotta tell you it was one year ago one year ago that 13 american servicemen and women were killed in afghanistan and we still have americans there there are so many things that a new president is going to have to do immediately in 2024 obviously 2025 january when that president takes office but we're going to need a president obviously that's going to have to remake America because they're going to do incredible and already have done incredible damage and harm to America we uh, were telling you this morning that Ford is in the process of firing 3,000 of their employees in, in Dearborn, Michigan because well they're not they're not set to manufacture computers that people drive which is the new electronic vehicles that we're all being forced into that the parts are being manufactured in China with coal plants remember I've been telling you China is is building multiple coal plants and bringing them online every single day well that's so they can manufacture the parts for solar panels for batteries the lithium batteries and of course electronic vehicles those parts are being sent to Mexico where they've got 900 employees, Ford does in Mexico, to assemble those cars with the parts made in China, assemble them in Mexico, and sell them to us and fire our people. Now, you've heard me say this, and I'm going to get back to Afghanistan in a second, but you've heard me say this, that if they keep doing this to the American economy, who's going to buy their crap? Who's going to buy it? When Ford went up, and they're all doing it, so I'm not picking on Ford because they're all in the same boat, go, rowing the same direction. But Ford went up $8,000 on the cost of their electronic uh, lightning pickup truck just the other day. 8 grand price increase because the prices are going up for them to be able to buy the stuff from China. Of course, Joe wants to take care of China, who always takes care of Hunter. Boom, it's a big circle. So Joe's taking care of China, sending our automobile business to China and via Mexico. Incredible. What a plan, right? But if you get all the American workers fired because we don't need you to assemble vehicles anymore, then who's going to buy that $100,000 F-150 Lightning pickup? Who's going to purchase it? And when you're importing a workforce... That can do no better than minimum wage because they they are low skilled laborers that are being imported in here you're not bringing in computer techs you're not bringing in scientists you're bringing in folks who are low skilled laborers and when you're transforming America into a third world country by importing every third world country on the planet into our country when you're doing that And you have nothing but low-skilled labor out there dependent on the government. Who's going to buy the $100,000 electronic vehicle? Who's going to purchase it? Who's going to buy $50,000 worth of solar panels to go on the roof of their home? This is the lunacy, the idiocy of all of this. This is what they're doing to to the American economy and the workforce in America. So the president is going to have to fix that in January 2025. The president also, in January 2025, is going to have to send a special strike force into Afghanistan, get our $7 billion in arms back, because now China and Russia are working with the Taliban in Afghanistan. We're going to get our $7 billion in, in arms back and get the Americans out that Joe Biden abandoned there. There are still Americans there. One year ago, after 13 American servicemen and women were killed in Afghanistan. Fire away, Johnny. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say, hey, we can thank our Republican Party. Democrats will tell you what they're absolutely doing. Republicans will lie to you. So we can thank them for for doing all this uh, and allowing this to happen because they're all in it together. They're lying to you every day of the week. Well, and that's you're bringing up a really good point, Johnny. Let's talk about that for a second because i've I've said for a long time, Johnny, you oh, hung up there for for whatever reason right now, folks, there are um and, and I think it's Democrats who are doing it. They've got their talking points to call conservative talk radio and to trash the Republicans, right, and to blame Republicans for all this that's going on. No, this is a democrat's fault, now I've said for a long time. That there are the the Republican Party and the Democrat Party as a whole play on the same team. They one just wear red jersey, one wears blue jersey. So I will go with Johnny on that one, as a whole. But what we're seeing happen now with the Republican Party is a revolution inside of that party, a civil war inside of the Republican Party where you've got a whole crop of brand-new Republicans that are coming in, and they stand for America. They stand for the Constitution. They stand for bringing this country back to the greatness that it once was. So I've done this for 50 years in the public like this, and I've been involved in these political campaigns, and I've talked politics on the radio for a very long time. And a caller like Johnny, and there are others well, I get I get about one or two a day, uh, they want to trash the Republicans, and they always do it leading up to either a midterm or an election year where they're just going to trash the Republicans. And that's clearly coming from the Democrats. It's Democrat talking points. Call the talk radio stations. Trash the Republicans. Blame the Republicans because it's all they got. They don't have any. The Democrats don't have anything. And then when you ask them, what are you, a Republican or Democrat? I'm a Republican, and I think the Republicans are doing this to America. Well, no, you're not. You 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 really are not. Uh, you you're an operative for the Democrats, and you're you're blaming the the Republicans for what the Democrats have actually done to this country. The Democrats are are in charge. The Democrats are running all systems of our government, and they are destroying everything that was once great about the United States of America, regardless of what the talking points say and callers like Johnny say. Well, i got to say about our friends at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram up in New Braunfels, the number one volume sales Ram truck dealer in Texas year after year, and that means the factory sends more to Blue Bonnet, so you get the best selection year after year. And August, well, it is their biggest sales month of the year. This is the make this the summer sales event right now at Blue Bonnet, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, and New Braunfels. And now you can make the best deal ever and choose from over 500 vehicles they have in stock and more arrive every single day. And if you don't find what you want on the lot, well, you can reserve one that's on the truck headed this way. Or, you know what else you can do? You can custom order, and there's no additional charge to custom order and get exactly what you want. now. In addition to the best prices of the year and the low prices and great selection, you're going to get a year of free oil changes and car washes with your new car or truck purchase from Blue Bonnet, Chrysler, Dodge Ram, and New Bronfels. And to make it so easy right now, they're open until 10 p.m. every Friday and Saturday in August. So, you know, it's just easy to do business with them. And the follow up, follow through is just fantastic when you're working with these folks. That's Blue Bonnet, Chrysler, Dodge Ram in New Bronfels, where price is the difference. Premium. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. West Bunch, CEO of Bridgehead IT, is ready to save you some money. Now, Wes, I do a fair amount of printing every day, and I keep it seems like every 30 minutes I have to stand up put a new cartridge in. It's not that often, obviously, but it just seems like I keep doing it. So save me some money on ink, will you?
2: Yeah, definitely will do. Real quick before we jump into that, uh, I'm assuming everyone with an Apple device heard the news last week about that important security update. If not, and you have a Mac or an iPhone or an iPad or even an Apple Watch, go get them and get them updated. Um, Apple doesn't go into a lot of detail about what the problem is by design to keep from, you know, attacking, you know enticing hackers from making the problem worse, but it isn't often that Apple says do it and do it now, so it's probably pretty bad. So just a quick update on that. Grab your Apple device if you didn't update it last week and get it updated. So, So printing, so, yeah, you're right, you know, printing – Uh, It is annoying. The the, the printer ink has become really expensive with inflation, and we're hearing that due to further supply chain problems, it's going to become even more expensive. Mm. So so what do we do? How do we save some money? Uh, A couple quick tips. Um, The first one is, you know, be disciplined about using that print preview feature. It's easy to forget about that, but there's nothing worse than printing only to find out that something didn't land on the paper like you thought it would. And that print preview feature can save a lot of waste by showing you how the image is going to convert from your computer screen onto the actual paper itself and it will give you an opportunity to edit that there a lot of waste go a lot of waste happens as a result of not using that print preview feature um, the next one is, is is printing in draft mode a lot of people don't realize that the printers themselves have the ability to let you print in a real low resolution mode called draft mode and your printer driver uh, will have a selection for this it'll either be called low resolution or it'll you know it will be called draft mode, and what that does is is that really reduces the amount of ink that gets laid down onto the paper, so you can use it for proofing or you know if you 're not you know uh, like printing a presentation or something like that. I just kind of default to draft mode it saves me a ton of ink and and its it looks great for me and if again if i 'm going to do a presentation, well I print in normal mode at that point right and lastly uh finding a font that doesn't use too much ink. We don't think about fonts as being ink consumers, but there are many fonts that are really demanding of, of ink, and uh, you know, depending on the font you're using, you're, you're probably burning through a lot more than you think. So some examples of fonts to use that are toner-efficient. is one called Times New Roman. That's a real common one. Another one called Century Gothic Courier. And then there's one called Eco Font. And really, if you look in your operating system, you, you may see a number of eco-related fonts. Use those. They can save up to 50 to 60 percent uh, of the toner that you would otherwise use so um, lots of other uh, options there for that on our website at bridgeheadit.com but uh, yeah anything we can do to save ink is good the price of that stuff is just going up and up and it's not slowing down
0: yeah stop printing an impact bold 20 point that'll kill you every time <laughs> you'll have to rob a bank to be able to keep that one up hey their phone number over there is 210-477-7999 Wes as always thanks man we'll speak again soon
2: Sounds good, Trey. Thank you. Have a good day. You
0: too. West Bunch from Bridgehead IT. Coming up next, Ware and Ryma will dive into the news stories and talk about it with you here on KTSA.